This is a Retail Insider Podcast. You're listening to The Weekly. Welcome to this week's episode of The Weekly by Retail Insider. I'm Lee Rivett, and I'm joined with the owner and publisher of Retail Insider Media, Craig Patterson, to discuss this week's most read articles on retail-insider.com. So thanks for joining me, Craig. Hello, everyone. Now, in our last article on Yorkdale getting a luxury expansion, we didn't touch upon the Yorkville impact, where traditionally a lot of the luxury retailers would be showing up there. So, and again, not to confuse the Toronto Yorkdale um, Shopping Centre with the Yorkville Shopping Neighbourhood that's outside. But Craig, where would you like to start? One thing in the article that I didn't address was Bloor Yorkville. These updates to Yorkdale are exciting. This is really interesting in terms of what's happening with luxury retail. But I think to a degree, this is also a a little bit at the expense of of the Yorkville area and and Bloor Street because the shoppers that are going up to Yorkdale to buy these expensive things at these new stores, especially the ones that are coming, if it wasn't for, you know, if Yorkdale wasn't there, they'd all be going to Bloor Street, basically, and Yorkville Avenue. I mean, that's where all the fancy stores would be. Uh, Yorkdale's certainly dominating. There's a lot of stores up there that are not in Bloor Street. Uh, I have been told that a good number of the stores that may have opened first at Yorkdale will eventually make their way down to Yorkville, and that Toronto is a two-store town, I guess you can call it that. But (laughs) nevertheless, um, I I think the Bloor-Yorkville area, I mean, if you're seeing an an amplification of VIP programs and of the valet parking and and of this experience at Yorkdale, uh, I think Yorkville needs something like that as well. But it's it's harder because Yorkville has independent landlords. Uh, it's you know a neighborhood with all kinds of different buildings. It's not connected. It doesn't have one landlord like Oxford Properties. So no. Yorkdale definitely has that advantage. And uh, so you know it's going to be interesting again to see how this plays out with Yorkville versus Yorkdale. And do you think this is unique to the Toronto area? It's happening in Toronto. This is going to happen in Vancouver and Montreal next year and into 2025. I've talked about this before, but Vancouver is getting the Oak Ridge Park, which is the uh, overhaul of the Oak Ridge Shopping Center. Um, It's going to have lots of luxury stores, I think also about 100,000 square feet, I think in total. So Yorkdale will have more in terms of square footage, but uh, I think Chanel and a few others are coming to Oak Ridge Park. So this is uh, exciting. And then in Montreal, I've talked about this quite a bit, but Royal Mount is going to have also, I think, somewhere 100 or 150,000 square feet of luxury retail. Uh, they've named a few of the tenants, you know, what is it? Louis Vuitton, Saint Laurent, Gucci, Tiffany, and I think a few more like Jimmy Choo and Versace. You know, there's a few others that I saw on the floor plan. I think Prada. Uh, I I shouldn't be naming these, but there's anyways, there's going to be more expensive stores coming to, to Royal Mount. So, um, again, we're going to see this split or even perhaps the suburban dominance in the shopping center. And in retail insider, the magazine, I wrote a very in-depth article on this. So we'll be posting this in retail insider and is the same thing unfolding in the United States? Uh, the, the United States is a little bit different because in Canada, we still have these vibrant downtowns, at least in Toronto, Montreal, and Vancouver. Uh, in the United States, doesn't have many cities left with vibrant downtowns that support luxury retail. I think there's like five American cities, and those would be what, you know, San Francisco, Chicago, Boston, obviously Manhattan, um, <laughs> Washington, D.C. There, there isn't much else out there, uh, you know, you go with the downtown in an American city. So really the luxury shopping in American cities is now in the in shopping centers and usually in the suburbs. That's where the fancy stores are. So uh, in Canada, having Toronto, Montreal and Vancouver getting these luxury shopping centers in the suburbs or having an addition of more luxury to existing shopping centers um, is really Americanizing these cities. And I just hope it doesn't result in our downtowns you know, getting killed or at least suffering significantly because 
you know, that's been, I think, a benefit to Canada is having these vibrant downtowns. I mean, we're definitely, compared to the United States, doing better uh, in terms of having uh, vibrant downtown cores in major cities, mainly, again, Toronto, Montreal, and Vancouver. When just looking at the American versions of Yorkdale, are there any that come to mind that you just want to highlight before we get into the wrap-up? Yorkdale isn't uh, certainly in a silo in terms of what it's doing. Uh, we're seeing some American shopping centers also adding more luxury retail. So this is, you know, Toronto is not the only city in the world where this is happening. I was recently reading, I, I want to do a little bit more reading, and then I want to visit when it happens, this is the Scottsdale Fashion Square um, in, uh, in, suburb, in suburban Phoenix is uh, taking the wing where Nordstrom is and turning it into a luxury wing with a, with a bigger Mez store. And uh, uh, I can't wait to see this when it's done because it sounds like it's going to be another really innovative uh, project that's going to repurpose a whole bunch of retail space. Uh, we, we've seen this uh, in different cities in California with Westfield Topanga uh, Center, a university town center in San Diego, uh, Westfield Valley Fair uh, in uh, Silicon Valley or Santa Clara. Um, added a whole bunch of luxury stores at the Bloomingdale's. It wasn't super recent, but it's been the last within the last few years that we saw that progression happening. So it's happening around uh, the United States as well with with shopping centers. Yeah. Well, let's just focus our last two questions here on just Yorkville, Yorkdale in Toronto. And firstly, like imagine a normal winter in Toronto. It's minus 30 degrees. It's snowbanks everywhere. It's blowing snow. And you have this luxury shopper that's potentially going to the Yorkville shopping street and then having to go from one store, trudge through the elements to be able to schlep into the next door to the next door in the harshness of the Canadian winter. So that is a hard sell versus, let's say, just rolling up in a covered parking lot in Yorkdale Shopping Mall, valet park your car and then be able to go from store to store in a covered, heated, comfortable environment. So like so the question for you, Craig, is, is how is that going to be <laughs> overcome by Yorkville when it's a shopping like area street that is in the elements of the Canadian winter? I don't even have to. I don't even think I have to answer this question. I think we know the answer. Yeah. I mean, and I live in Yorkville, the, the downtown area <laughs> where, you know, I have to deal with the element. Uh, I mean, Noah, you've hit it bang on. Yorkdale Shopping Center has valet parking. Uh, you can drop your keys off and, and go into the mall. Um, honestly, cause I don't, I don't drive a car in the city. I take the subway up to Yorkdale, but I know there was valet and a great parking area under Nordstrom. So Nordstrom's closed, of course, but I, so I don't know what's happening down there, but nevertheless, that opportunity is there. If it's not being utilized, I just haven't looked to be honest because it's it, not relevant to me. It doesn't but, apply you. Um, yeah, I mean, winter time at Yorkdale, I mean, it's climate controlled. It's always a certain temperature in there and that temperature is comfortable for almost everybody. I'm sure, uh, that's the way it's designed. Uh, you go, you it's minus 20 in Toronto and you're walking down Blur Street. It's not fun. Uh, you know, they, they, yes, they clean the sidewalks of snow, but it's chilly. And uh, it's, it's, again, it's unpleasant. This is Canada. Let's, let's face it. This is, we don't have great weather here. And so this is a huge advantage for Yorkdale. And then when do a lot of people do a lot of their shopping? It's before Christmas. And uh, yeah, that's typically not the best that's weather the in, in Canada. No. I mean, Toronto is not as chilly as Edmonton and Calgary, Winnipeg and at that time of year, but it's still not the most hospitable weather. So no, um, yeah, no, I, I think that Yorkdale definitely has some advantages. Other advantages that Yorkdale has as well is, I mean, among other things, a lack of vagrancy. I mean, I know there's been good shooting and there's been, you know, a few issues here and there at Yorkdale, but um, in Bloor Yorkville, I mean, got respite centers, you've got, the mentally ill that walk around doing things screaming. You've got vandalism. 
there is sometimes a little bit of a, at least a perception of a lack of safety. And yeah, there's incidents that happen. I, I live in the neighborhood. I can tell you exactly what happens here. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's not always pretty. And uh, again, this is another <laughs> a reason why I think Yorkdale has an advantage over Yorkville is, uh, among many other things, is, is the fact that they can control who comes in and out of that property. And uh, mm-hmm. because of the laws of, of Canada, um, people can freely come in and out of Bloor Yorkville as they want. And uh, that can be any type of person that you want. And, and there's a lot of panhandling and there's a lot of drug use. And I shouldn't say a lot, but there, it does happen. And uh, it happens openly. And um, yeah, no, I mean, again, you brought up a good point here, be it weather or be it just even personal safety or, or just the environment generally. Another thing, again, with Bloor Yorkville is, I mean, it's great that Toronto is a boom town. It, it really is. It's one of the world's you know, leading boom towns. And in North America, I think it's the fastest growing city. But uh, that means there's a lot of construction. I mean, Bloor Yorkville is just basically a construction zone right now. And that's not the most pleasant thing to be in. Uh, granted, of course, Yorkdale has a lot of construction uh, uh, with its new stores coming. But it, it's not this obnoxious condominium construction. You know, the sidewalks on Bloor Street and other parts of the neighborhood in, in Yorkville are uh, you know hard to pass through because there's so many stores being built right now. And it's really, really exciting stuff. You know, new Lululemon, new Arcteryx, new brown shoes. It's just endless Van Cleef and Arpels, Rolex. There's all these stores under construction literally right now. But um, you just got to navigate those sidewalks. So altogether, the experience is not quite as nice as Yorkdale, I yeah. guess you would say. But um, at the same time, I encourage people to come to Bloor Yorkville and shop because there's stuff down here you can't get at Yorkdale. There's a Hermes store, for example. Uh, and also, I believe Van Cleef and Arpels is going to be carrying the high jewelry line that uh, you won't be getting uh, at Yorkdale. So, I, I, you know, the product uh, might be a little different and maybe a little more expensive in Bloor Yorkville. So um, I think that the stores uh, downtown are counting on rich people in places like Rosedale and Forest Hill and some tourists, uh, high spending ones coming in and shopping there. So uh, and hopefully that continues again, because I, I don't want to see Bloor Yorkville fail. And also, I don't want to see Yorkdale fail and it won't. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. To together, this creates a, a double node situation for luxury retail in Toronto. And just to wrap up the podcast, what's your final thoughts on having a single landlord like Oxford Properties for Yorkdale versus having individual building owners for every single like building on Yorkville Avenue in you know, Bloor Yorkville? Yeah, I mean, having one individual landlord at Yorkdale is certainly an advantage because, uh, and I can use the new luxury wing, uh, the center run as a great example, because what Oxford Properties is able to do is basically just take out all the demising walls, all all the little individual stores that had been there before, they can just clear out the walls in between and basically start afresh. Or they can take a spot, say where Club Monaco was, and say, okay, Club Monaco, you go up here. We're putting Ralph Lauren here. That's what happened. That's the new tenant for the former Club Monaco space at Yorkdale. And uh, so Oxford Properties has the ability to control that space, to give a brand what, the, what space it wants, say, in this new luxury wing, or to move brands around. It's got all that flexibility. In Bloor Yorkville, you're at the discretion of all kinds of different landowners and building owners. And uh, some of them have different personalities and some of them are more interested and some are disinterested and may leave a building sitting empty. They may want a certain rent. I mean, it's much more complicated, I think, for brokers to to do deals and, and put tenants into buildings in Bloor Yorkville because you're dealing with existing buildings of certain sizes on certain pieces of land with different owners. Uh, some of the buildings might be older. Some literally, like where Dolce Gabbana recently was to the closed, was a house 
or two houses. It's kind of a, hard to tell because it's been modified so much, but literally <laughs> yeah. was a residential building a hundred years ago, probably. And so uh, dealing with all of that is really quite complicated and, and it works. I mean, you see big cities in Europe and of course it works there, you know, it'd be to go to Strass and Frankfurt or, you know, Oxford street in London or, or, you know, I don't know, Sloan or Bond street, which I use fancy streets, maybe not Oxford, but, um, you know, they're all individual landlords for the most part. Maybe there's a landlord owning a few buildings, but uh, they're putting tenants in there. That, that's much harder to do than a shopping center where it's almost like, a, uh, you know, fill in the lines and, and do what you want type of situation. So if I had a choice of being a mall landlord and having to do a bunch of deals on a street in a city, dear God, of course, you're going to go with the shopping center because it's just you've got so much more flexibility. It's just easier uh, it's it's all around just going to be a, you know a simpler process I think overall to uh, mm. uh, to put retailers in a place like Yorkdale Shopping Center or any shopping center versus uh, you know trying to navigate the ownership and landlords in a uh, major urban center where you've got all kinds of different buildings. So mm-hmm. uh, again, I mean, this is a score one for Oxford Properties. They've got an advantage here, I think, uh, and that's why I think Yorkdale has really taken off. Is the, the Oxford Properties has been able to create this mass clustering of brands and has been able to do it both with the flexibility of having that uh, opportunity to do what it wants with its space and also having all of the sales numbers from these stores that it's able to show other brands and say, you should come here too, because Cartier does really well. And, uh, you know, Gucci does really high sales. So yeah, I mean, I mean, that's why we're seeing even West Edmonton mall uh, succeeding, you know, downtown Edmonton has essentially died. Uh, no more luxury shopping downtown Edmonton, essentially, other than a few stores that maybe have some high-end brands and who knows for how long. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Triple Five, the, the owner and landlord of West Edmonton Mall can say to Louis, you know, can say our Louis Vuitton or Gucci and Saint Laurent stores are doing very well. Tiffany is a top producer. You know, they've got these sales numbers and they can take space. They can move retailers around and say, hey, uh, you know, come in here and move in here. So, you know, I'll be we'll be reporting on Montclair opening a store at West Edmonton mall and uh, a couple of others that I won't name yet, but uh, it was much easier to do this than say, if this was a bunch of buildings on a street. Fair enough. And thanks for going through and talking about Yorkville versus Yorkdale and as well as even going into a little bit further into the United States and such. And I'm looking forward to chatting more about all the different various things and otherwise chat with you next week, Craig. Thank you so much everyone for listening. Take care and bye for now.